The old classic Fang got split in many different ways this week, both in terms of performance of its members and the names itself all boggled and jumbled up now. So probably the last time we maybe use the acronym until we get accustomed to whatever the next one is. Cynthia Murphy is here to add on some commentary from the perspective of ETFs. Good to see you again, Cynthia. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, so did anything stand out, anything unique, anything particular as we got two big winners and Microsoft and Alphabet, but then a couple losers too in the group? Yeah, it's funny to, to just this whole conversation about, you know, what's the play now with the fangs and no longer our fangs. Um, it's It's been funny to watch through the ETF lens because you continue to see people just strongly betting on these mega caps, even though, you know, three out of five are kind of really showing some cracks in, in their earnings power and and the performance. So you, you see some money hesitant to re-engage with your more, you know, disruptive tech, if you will, which was the story of last year. Yeah. But the narrative, anyway, is going in that direction. So for over the last week, we've heard a lot more than we had before. The conversation go back again to, is it a time to actually start looking again at cloud computing or just semiconductors specifically and move away from this big fang play? Uh, because these these companies like Apple, Amazon, uh, they're just they're not delivering, you know, the the earnings that a lot of people were expecting. So it, it's been interesting to see. If you look at just flows for the last week, um, it really kind of tells that story because you had almost twelve billion dollars go just into three S&P 500 ETFs. So it really was kind of like, it's all fun and games, but the money is still just chasing your mega cap story. Uh, and I. I'm not sure, is that a risk aversion really to go back into the stack story? Is that yeah. really concern about, you know, is this a bubble, is it not? So it's been kind of interesting to see. The flows still reaching the broad market through IVV and in the queues too, uh, to your point, uh, there is enough working, I guess, in the group where that money keeps finding its way into these big funds. VOO as well, so another broad index fund there, of course, SPY too. But then also in top ETF flows, the Fallen Angels U.S. Bond Fund. That's a fun name, ticker F-A-L-N. Where'd that come from? Has it been that popular? Billion dollars for a week keeping up with SPY? That's not bad. It was definitely a standout. It's, I mean, the Fallen Angels, as you know, it's it's uh, bonds that are issued as investment grade, and then they get downgraded uh, after that. So they, in that process, they move out of your investment grade indexes and being, uh, are brought down into your high yield indexes. And they, you know, there's two ETFs that kind of capture that segment. Uh, since last year, what has happened is is that these these ETFs got really well positioned for the rebound we saw this year and for strong performance because a lot of the bonds that got downgraded last year into the high yield space were really cyclical names. So uh -huh. energy bonds, a lot of consumer goods bonds. And so they're now really benefiting from the performance this year and love done it. really well. That's so a great story. Thing to watch. You know, I've been remarking that I've never seen so many energy bulls on the show before. And I just looked into this fund, Occidental Petroleum, top weighting, Western Midstream, Apache. You've got uh, tons of stuff in here connected to energy, which is speaking to uh, uh, something I was thinking, which was, hold on, a year and a half, nobody wanted any of these energy companies. So instead of picking 
the energy companies, they're actually just going to go to the bond ETF and basically say, anyone who's downgraded over the last, so what, 18 months or something, what's the time period that you need to get downgraded in? I mean, we're going to get energy stuff from a year ago that's still in here, right? He could, but, but the point is once they're downgraded, they don't get into the portfolio like a fallen angel portfolio until that price is adjusted. So these bonds go in pretty kind of undervalued. It's, it's a cheap sticker price. Hmm. So you immediately have the potential to capture that price appreciation there. And that's what people are betting on in the same way they've bet on just value stocks this year, your financials, your energy, all these cyclicals. Uh, you know, you're seeing the same thing in, in this part of the fixed income market. Super interesting. Okay, so Fallen kind of stealing some of the uh, attention a little bit for flows. Uh, now, in terms of uh, ETF creations, you generally are going to have kind of a similar uh, rank, but the Bitcoin story and all the ETF stuff last week, I guess maybe that kind of lost its... Uh, uh, pizzazz, the excitement, what happened, Cynthia? How come I'm not seeing any of the BITO on here or anything like that? Yeah, in truth, you know, anytime you're going to look at top 10, it's really hard to end up with a list that is not populated by big, like Vanguard ETFs. Um, so you really kind of got to go down way much farther down to, to really see the traffic there. Um, the Bitcoin stuff, I mean, um, BITO and the Valkyrie funds, I mean, still finding assets. I think now all eyes are on at mid-November, I think it's around November 14th, where the SEC is supposed to take some kind of stand on a physical Bitcoin ETF. So there's a little bit of energy starting to bubble there, like everybody expects it to be rejected again. But maybe there's a little bit of anticipation. What if not? And mm. if not, do you want to be in a futures ETF or do you just want to hold out for that? So I think we're probably going to see a little bit of traction waiting for that November date uh, to see if there's any kind of surprise from the SEC in terms of getting a physical Bitcoin ETF. I think the that one of the amusing stories this week on ETFs was really the Meta ETF from Roundhill, which is a metaverse ETF. Oh man. And it found itself on the receiving end of all these flows. It's a really small fund uh, after Facebook's announcement of its you know, new name. So just a little you know, educational reminder, make sure you know what you're buying. Because, Seriously. Uh, it's uh, it was kind of a, a fun uh, thing to watch, but um, you know, beware. Oh man, the accidental ETF flows. Uh, Cynthia, great to catch up uh, and really interesting. A couple nuggets here this week on the ETF front. Thanks for joining us as always. Thank you. Thank you, Cynthia Murphy, managing editor, ETF.com.